welcome to another episode of the Battle of Willamette podcast. I am your host, CJ. And as always, we got some slightly above average experts on the show, Bud and Justin. What's up, fellas? I'm doing well, CJ. Looking forward to getting this podcast kind of back on track here. Came, yeah, off, the rail, came off the rails the last couple, but I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and that was kind of crap of you to ignore us in the last podcast. We kept asking you questions and you just wouldn't respond. It's almost like you were too shy or something. And I don't know if it's because of the new producer or not, but I mean, that was rude. Yeah, it was not like me at all. So I apologize. <laughs> almost like I wasn't on there. <laughs> almost. Uh, not uh, not up to much. Just uh, living the dream of being a uh, average player in a really great in a really great league. Oh yeah. So you think you're you're average? Good. Well, that's positive. Thank you. Um, yeah. So what's on tap today, guys? Today's podcast brought to you by Melvin Brewing, Alpine, Wyoming. 96 on the beer advocate oh i love it get some today support the podcast it says living life to the emptiest oh that's strong and it's 7.5 percent, so it is strong bud does does that have a clearance uh label on the back there too do i see it's red labeled no it is they sell these by the can so that's 219 for one Ah, of these cans that's john's market all right. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, that sounds amazing. So, hey, guys, what have you been up to? We haven't been together, the three of us, in a while. It's been a couple of podcasts that we've had uh, all three of us on, I think, since June, actually, since the big sabbatical started. So, what have you guys been up to? Justin. I've just been preparing for the league. I mean, that's all I do year-round. And uh, we got into week one. It was fun to get week one. Uh, off to a start, put up 174.98 points, I believe. Wow, that's a lot. It was. Is there uh, is there is there room for uh, midweek adjustments on that? Is are you fingers crossed or that's come and gone? Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it in the week one recap. But it was painful. But I have to keep everything in in context <laughs> here. I mean, it would have beaten anyone else in the league by 20, 25 points, and uh, I happen to just go up against the Kareem Hunt buzzsaw, is the, the rookie wonder that uh, that our fearless leader happened to draft um, the night of the draft. Well, let me, let me, Lucky again. Let me, listen, that was, that was rough. So here I go into Wednesday thinking, all right, I've got, I've got my whole lineup. I'm looking good. The guy I'm going up against doesn't have Ezekiel Elliott. And by the end of that day, I didn't have three of my starters and the other guy has Ezekiel Elliott starting. So I'm just like, what the heck? Like, that's crap. Then Thursday rolls around and I'm forced to put a rookie into my lineup, which I would have never done. Went ahead and threw him in there and kablam, 46 points later, I got myself a big lead. But you, we'll talk about all that later. It was this you most, Monday night was every one of those points. Every oh, one of those. Oh my gosh. So you're oh my gosh. So you're saying Duck Cowboy was another Irma victim. Well, the no, funny no, no, thing you, is Harvey, that, Harvey, Harvey victim. No, Irma. Oh, okay. No, 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 Irma canceled the Miami game. Oh, okay. Well, victims are victims. Come on. Would have been Jack. <laughs> what about you, bud? What have you been up to? Since you're I know you're back at work now, but what's up? 
Uh, you know, I'm just trying to scrape together 150 points in a game. You know, if I could get uh, a defensive lineman or a linebacker, I mean, maybe even Gronk, who may or may not be on the open market now. I know the uh, the draft stock for him is not going to be high, but um, looking to retool, looking to retool. Yeah, well, I've got a, I've got several good linebackers. Let's talk after the podcast. All right. Any of them worth four points a game? That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> I got that. Okay. Yeah, so just just bad news for for the commish here. I uh, I'm on federal grand jury duty um, until the 27th, and it's a freaking nightmare. I got to call in every day, and they tell me if I have to come in or not. It's just kind of a pain in the neck. And I'm supposed to be on a business trip next week, so I'm trying to figure that out. It's kind of a bummer. Any chance you could get on the Ezekiel Elliott case? <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. If I am, I'll hook you up. Don't worry. That'd be great. I'd appreciate it. Yeah. No one's going to pick a white conservative male from Idaho that works for a multinational conglomerate (laughs) to be on a grand jury. I think I'm okay. I don't think that's going to happen. Anyways. The the only person that a juror, the only person that a juror wants less than you is that same person, but a super tall guy. So I've never sat on a jury. <laughs> yeah. I, so am I not tall or? No, you're not. Like is that I'm... a newsflash or <laughs> news? <laughs> I'm I'm slightly above average, you know, like your team. My my son is taller than you are. <laughs> you're, you're a jerk. You're a freaking nine ball. Okay. Hey, let's talk about the draft party. I know it's it's been a couple of weeks now, but what a freaking disaster. Oh my gosh! What a mess from from the minute on. What are you What are you guys' thoughts? Well, I you know what I was super impressed. I want to say I was the third person there. Um, I was like, this waiting room that we're in before we go to the real room is incredible. <laughs> like I was like, oh my god, three TVs! I can catch up. You know, I don't want to get comfortable here because when we go to the other room that's set up for a draft, <laughs> I you know I wanted to be prepared. What do you mean the other room that you didn't, what, that wasn't good enough for you? Jeez, you diva. Well, I just, you know what? I think I'm used to just a higher standard, easy, set the bar real high that very first year with the, with the, um, the ashtrays and the liquor bottles. And, um, <laughs> it was just real easy to do. He had, he had both screens set up real easy ahead of time. I didn't have to get up there and manhandle the TV to try and get the, HDMI to work and then it didn't work, but, um, you know, there, you know, there's always opportunities. Yeah. And I'm not going to mention that there was the best available out there too for you. And I know that that's what really you're saying. So I get it. Hey, I had a database ready to go and did not need to take best available. Justin. (laughs) I I was, I was proud of you, bud. I think that was by far your best draft. And so, you know, if the, if the surroundings uh, weren't right for everyone else, I mean, you thrived in that environment. You might want to think about getting back there next year. I, look, guys, it was a sneaker wave for all of us. We we had probably, what, six or eight guys last year after the meetings, the league meetings, we went in, we looked at that place. We all thought this was going to be the ideal setting. I think what we didn't take into account, A, <laughs> was the TVs, B, which will never happen again because he lost his job, but we left it up to IP to get there early and take care of some of this stuff. So oh, we, learned, oh. we, we learned there, but see, it was just so loud in there. It was a bar at night. 
you know, and there was like a constant buzz and it was, it was loud. And we had to pull up, we had to rearrange and pull up a table just to get a little working space. I mean, it was a sneaker wave on all of us. We all thought it was going to be good. Hindsight. Yeah, wrong. Uh, I, I, yeah, no, you're right. And I, I think that the, we had, I think we had the best intentions. I think that putting everything on Slack with all the picks was actually super helpful. Um, so that's like a win. I think we can do that next year. Um, but yeah, we need to have, uh, so I think Easy's already said, Hey, he'll, he'll take it on. He'll host next year. We'll do it at his house, have the same kind of setup, you know, so we're all, we're all together. It's a little bit more controlled. You know, it's not noisy there. We all have a working space, so to speak, right? Like at a desk. I think that's the, that's the thing. Cause I, I mean, I think one or two guys might've got a little frustrated during the draft, particularly in the first or second round, we might've had an outburst or two, I don't know if you guys noticed. Did you guys pick up on any kind of outbursts or anything? Well, I, I felt like I was uh, was as prepared as I was. I was able to smooth <laughs> over the situation slightly by you know you know maybe showing my notes to you know a, a fellow uh, fellow team leader, team owner, and just uh, you know I threw out that olive branch and I, I feel like it smoothed things over. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I, I didn't realize it was you that smoothed things over. Perfect. Thank you, Bud, oh, for doing wait. that. I, I think I went to the bathroom four times because I was so uncomfortable. Then, <laughs> then I smoothed it over. Justin? I didn't even notice. But <laughs> I did hear from people the next day that things got a little out of control. I was in the zone. You know, there's certain people that said that, and, it, you know, looking back on it, maybe this was all kind of, planted because there's certain people that felt that they had a really good draft because everyone else was paying attention to the hysteria. Ooh. That's, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, um, I go with that. I go with that. It was products. And he literally said, while everyone else was going crazy, I was sitting there going, how are all these players still available? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, look guys, I think that, I think that the, Penalty for the the one team losing a second and third round pick and fifty fab dollars, you know, was 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 a uh, was what we had to do. Um, if you didn't notice that, that was the penalty for the outburst. Um, but I think we're we're beyond that now. We'll we'll do better next year to make sure everyone's prepared and and pursuit of happiness. If you're out there and you're listening to this, okay. Anyways, what else? <laughs> what do we got next? So let's talk about week one. You guys ready for week one? Or is there anything else you want to say about uh, the draft party? He handled it well. He handled it well. He took his punishment. I don't think we'll see that again. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. So let's talk about week one. So, hey, bud. So, you know, let's start with, let's start with your, your game and, and kind of like, tell us, tell us what was going through your mind over the weekend when you were, you know, you... You have you, you've you've got some problems with you know your starters. You, you you've got Lux not playing. You got Le'Veon Bell holding out to last minute. Tell us what's going through your mind uh, during that week. Well, you know, I felt when I put the lineup together, I felt good. You know, I felt you know I was like 150 points isn't going to win the Battle of the Willamette Championship, but you know maybe it's going to get me through a few games until you know, people can get their legs under them and start putting up some bigger points. But I knew, I knew things were going south when Rob Gonkowski gets one point in the first half. I was literally driving on the bridge, <laughs> turn on the radio, and I hear Gronkowski one-handed catch in the end zone. Oh, up. no. 
He gets his seven points while I'm looking at it. Uh-huh. Ten seconds later, back to zero. It was an omen. I knew, I knew it just wasn't in the cards when Gronk gets you five points. When he can't even get you as much as a terrible, terrible. Ugh. So Le'Veon Bell's only got upside. I am pleasantly surprised with Matt Stafford playing out of his skis on uh, yeah. his new contract. So um, I just have a bad feeling the the rumor mill has started. They're shutting luck down for the whole season. Yeah, that would be a real bummer and, and kind of a missed opportunity for you since I offered you a pretty big package to get luck this year. That is too. Matt Ryan's pretty good right now. <laughs> I kind of like that whole thing. But listen, pursuit of happiness defense. I mean, he got over 60 points with his defense. That's unheard yes. of. That's crazy. Between his he, half his points came off his defense and his tight end. So that's that's rough, man. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, the rest of his offense was pretty pretty weak, other than maybe Crabtree. Like, like it's just not a like you were a victim of some pretty good defense there. And hey, maybe Pursuit of Happiness is going to prove us all that defense wins championships. Oh. I don't know. I mean, he was talking about it on Slack and no one really said anything, but yeah. Bud, a couple takeaways from this matchup. Yeah, yeah. The luck situation hurts TY also. So it's kind of a one two yeah. punch that, uh, you know, that's unfortunate for your team. I too uh, watched that Gronkowski uh, touchdown get turned around. That was a touchdown that I needed that would have put me over the top. Oh. I just scored one touchdown. <laughs> Talking about you. One touchdown. Okay, we'll come back to that later. (laughs) And the last piece is when everyone gave you grief about the Luke Keekley trade, he put up 13, and he's going to do what he always does every single year, uh, lead lead the linebackers and tackles. So, you're good there. Yeah, Yeah, I think think Keekley got in one game more than every single defender I had last season. So, But you talk about 150 points. It's different this year. I mean, 150, I mean, I guess that's a good score. But if you guys think about it, we've increased the defensive stuff with batted balls, uh, and we've got an extra defensive player in there. You know, scores are going to start to go up. They really can't be compared to seasons past. Yeah. No, the the scores will be higher for sure. I think we're looking at an average is going to be probably go from like last year, an average I think was around 130 to probably like 145. So if you're in the one – 140 to 150 range, like you're you're right in the zone, but you you could lose that pretty easily, I think, this year. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so let's go on to Bungle Nation and Hawk Attack. Probably the lowest scoring game. I mean, I, I, I'm embarrassed for both of them, to be honest. A couple of nine ball, you know, managers out there trying to trying to make ends meet. And luckily they played each other and it was it was a lot of garbage play out there. But man, I mean, losing Allen Robinson, I mean like we said with Hawk Attack in the past, like he 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 traded away a lot of his his high draft picks to get his team. And if he lost one of his keepers, he's going to be in trouble. And I think losing Allen Robinson is is uh, is is a big hit. What do you guys think? I uh, I felt terrible with all the uh, with all these slack attacks for Hawk Attack over the uh, over the week <laughs> and the weekend. It was. I'm not saying karma is a B, but karma might be a bitch for that guy, Justin. Yeah, I felt bad for him too. I, look. I don't know what Robinson's season was going to look like. Um, it probably would have mirrored some of these last ones where they're just constantly, Jacksonville's constantly playing from behind and slinging the rock. Maybe it's different this year. I don't know. The defense looked really good, but um, that was one of his top players. He loses him for the year. He's made a move since to try and uh, sort things out. But you know what? He's, um, you can tell he's going to be just fine maneuvering this year. I think he's got a good enough fantasy mind there. 
Look at the other side of the ball, though. I was surprised with Nixon. I mean, Bungles, I don't know what's going through Bungles' head now. I mean, he made it. We made a trade. I felt confident about the trade, you know, moving back. And I don't know. I'm watching this game tonight. There's no mixing again. Like, I thought this guy was going to step in and, and play like one of the other rookies. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I agree with you about mixing for sure. And he also had Sue. Sue was on a bye week. He didn't replace Sue. You know, he had an open roster spot. He started Gates. And I just feel like, man, San Diego looked just awful. But it doesn't feel like Gates is like, he's got some work to do. He's got some age. He's the oldest team in the league. We all know that he needs to make some moves. That's for sure. If he wants to stay competitive, he wants to get in there. Like, I think he stole this win this week. I think with 127 points to get it against a team like Hawk Attack that, that had some injuries and some, you know, and some issues along the way. I mean, Russell Wilson was under siege. That offensive line in Seattle is terrible, you know, but I don't, I don't know what Bengals are going to do with, with Mixon and, and Hill and all that. Scoring across the league week one was horrendous basically if you played anyone in that chiefs matchup one of three guys and they hit you get you had a 40 point cushion on everyone you won your games but outside of that it was just kind of a mess across the board for the whole nfl there weren't a lot of really good games there weren't a lot of really big scoring outputs well and i think that goes to tell you about just the kind of collective bargaining agreement in the nfl where they're just not allowed to really do as much practice and preparation right like everything's so condensed now and the, the roster is so i think with the nfl having a roster going into preseason with like about 90 players and and having it condensed, you know, with the the training camps and stuff are so tight now that I think you get into week one, two, and three, and the 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 teams just aren't ready. They're just not ready to play. So basing a lot of stuff on week one and freaking out and stuff like that is just a bad idea. Like things are gonna change by the time you get to week four. They're gonna be back in the to the playing shape. They're gonna be back into their schemes and all that kind of stuff. What do you guys think? I agree, but I think it's a part of the bigger global problem, kind of like what you're talking about with the NFL. People are so scared. We had more ACLs go out in preseason, uh, injuries in, in camp. People are so scared to actually play any of these first string guys and anything more than a series or two in these in these uh, these these games leading up to game one. And all of a sudden they come out and they've got to play four quarters uh, in game one. It's like it kind of does the starters the first lot of disservice, but everyone's so scared to start them because of injuries. It's just kind of a weird place. I think you have two, you know, two preseason games and, and then and play them a bit more and get after it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Brad? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think uh, I wanted to uh, just um, piggyback on your collective bargaining agreement point. You know, the collective bargaining agreement is stacked against um, if you, if Le'Veon Bell is not able to practice before the first week, I, I it's not fair for him personally to not play until one week before his first game. So, you know, I'm, I'm giving him a couple weeks. Yeah, but I, I think that the uh, that, that's got nothing to do with the collective bargaining agreement. I think that's more about him just holding out. But I, I, I'm not I'm not like an ex. Was this like the weed thing or something different? <laughs> no, no, it's different. It's different. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll get that cleared up. He was working at Dairy Queen yesterday. Slanging, yeah. slanging Sundays. He's got it. He was. Why not? Yeah, right. yeah. Ask to have Jimmy do a little research for you, bud. See what he can Jimmy! Jimmy! <laughs> All right, I'm going to give me one of those frozen cups. All right, let's go on to the next game. Keep, keep moving on. So this is, this kind of goes against what Duck Cowboy just said, but end zone versus Boston Strangler. So end zone did have um, Tyreek Hill and did not win. And uh, it, yeah, that's distracting. Oh no, that's terrible. But um, so I, I called end zone 
on Tuesday. And this is how he answered. Hello. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, buddy, how you doing? He's like, yeah, I am. We, uh, uh, after Sunday afternoon, um, I decided we're just going to go out to the coast. So I'm, I left town. I'm going to be camping <laughs> away from all this. <laughs> Poor guy. Man, it's just, it's so rough. I mean, to lose to Boston Stranglers who, who, you know, he, he overachieved with 137 points despite his 143 projection. That, that's a bad team. <laughs> but his defense killed him. I mean, it was, it was, it was literally his defense that, that, that killed. It was just, is terrible. Like, I, I feel bad for end zone again. Hunter Henry had a zip, nothing. I mean, yeah. that is, that is crazy. So I, 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 I do feel for him. And Galladay had the big game. Uh, on the bench there, which is, which is a big breakout game. I feel horrible for him too. Look, Fournette though showed up and had 21 points. I think, I think for everyone that was kind of trying to, you know, know what Fournette's going to be, that whole Jacksonville team looked good. We'll see. Well, yeah, and I think I think having Fournette, I mean, he's building something. He's to keep in mind that he's building for the future, and and I think that. He's building for the future, and I'm not sure what Boston Stranglers is building for, but he's building for something. Maybe just, maybe just to fill a roster. I, 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 what do you guys think? You know, I don't, I don't know if you guys are aware of there was uh, some shakeups at Nike, and so you know, some some people lost their jobs, some people got different jobs, but there's, uh, there were not a lot of smiles to come by when I rolled into work on uh, Tuesday. But you know what I saw? Boston Strangler smiling ear to ear, just <laughs> grinning, a big shit-eating grin like I've never seen. Wanted to give me a pound, talk about the game, and I, you know, I said, "That's a good, that's a good week one win. Let's let's see how if we can sustain that." So, hey man, when you feel like you're never gonna win a game the whole season, just winning one is is a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> wow, that's big for him. Overachieving. Look, and I've obviously made my thoughts known on Slack in regard to this team, but Cam Newton, in all seriousness, if you guys watch that game, he just didn't look right. That, he didn't. that shoulder doesn't look right, and I'd be concerned there. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, and you, we were, I know we were talking back and forth a little bit during that, during that, Justin, and I, he didn't look right. And, and I think that once the defense got worn down, I think that defense just was, was getting tired and, and Cam was able to compensate a little bit, but he didn't look right. And I'm not saying he played terrible. He's going to play terrible, but that's going to catch up with him. I, if I'm, if I'm Boston Stranglers, I'm not relying on Cam Newton all year. I, I, I just don't see it working out all year because he didn't look healthy, like, like a healthy quarterback out there. That's just me. Agreed. Sorry, easy. Sorry. Yeah. Easy. Better luck next week. You're going to yeah. be all right. You're going to be all right. And if you want to trade Hill, I'm still out here. Pick that man while he's down. Good work. I'll put it on my face. Um, we're talking about great owns Raven versus products. So not that I'd like to root against one particular team or another, but seeing products pull out the victory in this one was, it was good. It was good. But both these teams way underachieved. I mean, both of them played, played bad. And obviously products losing, um, you know, David Johnson, I mean, he already had about 15 points off of him, but rough week for, for products, you know, um, really rough week for great Owens Raven. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did not come through for him, you know, um, either did Michael Thomas, which was nice. I just love to see that. I just love to see it. But anyways, what do you guys think? There's uh, so I felt like when I looked at this, uh, 
this dogfight that they were going to go into with these projections on there. It really made me think back to the middle of the summer of power rankings and thought, who the hell is putting these numbers together? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my I, only thought on the whole thing. Yeah, I wonder that too. I don't know. I like. I think both these guys are good uh, ownership groups. I feel bad for products. I don't feel too bad for him. David Johnson is the guy that knocked me out. Uh, when he went on his championship run. Would you get over that? My gosh. It all Let comes, it go. No, 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 I won't. But the bigger thing is that typically he, you know, he kind of stockpiles running backs that are going to do something for him. And looking down at the bench, he's got, you know, the entire Seahawks team. And uh, <laughs> Johnson Jr. obviously picked something up off the waiver, but. I don't know. We'll see what products can do. He, he, he likes to make uh, magic out of a little bit. And I don't know. Yeah, he got the victory here, which is good. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do for this year. Yeah, yeah I, I felt he... like uh, I felt like Eddie Lacy had a little more in the tank. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, you had a lot bet on that. Listen, both these teams are good teams, no doubt. Like, I think they were victims of the end. We talked about it earlier with just teams not being fully prepared because, I mean, these guys are stacked on, you know, their, their rosters are good. Like these are playoffs thing. It was just kind of the way it went. And I think products just got a little bit better, better hand this week. And that's the way it goes. You know, you can't win them all. Right. Well, okay. CJ, I think we got your hand. It, it said hand on products ball. That's oh, what, okay. So that's, what, what, that's, that's all that came through. Sorry. I'm going to have to do something anyways. We'll cut all that out. So I was saying was these are these are playoff teams. These guys are good. Unbelievable. Every time you say something insightful, it just starts to lose you. It's like uh, it's such crap. Okay, listen, these guys are playoff teams. They're gonna be fine. I think they were a victim of the NFL kind of first week where their their players clearly didn't play to their potential. They'll be fine. These are playoff teams. I'm not worried about these guys one bit. What are you guys? Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's go on to the next game. So this is the he got me versus Irish puddles. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pass on this one. Uh, you know, if you guys want to talk about it, that's up to you. I I really don't care to talk about it. Uh, you know, I like to see he coming out of the gate strong with 160 projection. It fell a little flat, but uh, <laughs> I like I like to see that he's uh, he's putting that best foot forward, making sure he's playing everybody on his roster. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, he, he, he too was affected by Irma. I think he would have started a little bit differently had Jameis out there and maybe could have given Irish uh, a run. But um, I do like to see Irish come in at that 136 and under. Um, hopefully he sticks around there all year long. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, but I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about this next one. This was, this was the, uh, the highlight of the week for sure. Um, bridge yeah, so, rematch. I'll hand yeah. it over to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, every, every year, the, um, the owners like to get together and really spice it up and have the, uh, the two, the two teams that played in the inaugural bridge bowl, they like to, they like to play that game out again. Cause there's really, you know, there's, there's no salt in the wound. Everyone's over it. You know, there's no bad blood, a lot of real nice high fives and things like that going into the game. We felt like, you know what? the rightful owner of the battle of the Willamette cup was projected to win, but unfortunately it, it uh, what? fell just, just short. And the, the actual winner of the bridge bowl 
did take home the trophy. Or, or kept it, yeah. Justin, feelings, thoughts, regrets. Big, take a big sip. Take your time. Excuse me while I take another big sip. I've been drunk since Monday night. Um, anguish about this. And, and, and there's, it's for good reason. You've already heard the man say that he wouldn't have started any of these people. Who knows? Woulda, coulda, shoulda. But he has a guy in his first game put up 45 points. I'm sitting there watching that. I just walk into a buzzsaw. But I still have the firepower in my lineup to do okay. Brady has the worst game of his career, potentially. I don't know if you guys noticed the uh, pass deflection that was a 70-yard touchdown to, to Cooks that would have been there. I'm not going to get into every single play that could have been <coughs> less, less than a point, but I will tell you this. Zero touchdowns for Brady, zero touchdowns for Brown, even though he put up 29 points, zero touchdowns yeah, for crazy. Cooks, zero touchdowns for Cook, zero touchdowns for Ezekiel Elliott, Jason Witten was my lone touchdown. You go down the roster, yeah. Jalen, no touchdowns. Yeah. I put up no touchdowns and put up 174 points. Uh, all it would have taken was one. And that shoestring tackle, that shoestring tackle as Dalvin Cook came around the edge where he could have put an exclamation point in that game. And I would have put an exclamation point on this game, came up just short. It's a heartbreaker. It's a heartbreaker. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say that hurricane um 65 points that's all i'm saying like that, that I, I mean for all the for all the like all my fans out there which seem to be zero in the league where everyone's like oh yeah hurricane karma oh yeah that's what you get blah blah i don't even know what they're talking about it's not like i'm a jerk about stuff i'm just like just because i'm the champ doesn't mean that i like have karma problems i don't even know what that means like Hey, I took it. I took it like a man. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I put the best lineup I could and kablamo. But you never know. JJ probably would have scored sixty-five. Who knows? I right? doubt it. I doubt it. Sixty-five. <laughs> yeah, sixty-five. That's right. Wow. It's, it's you know, it's a thing. It's it's happened. That's how how worried were you on Monday night? Oh, be honest. It was the it, I I it was horrible. And let me tell you what's the worst part is that for some reason on my screen, okay, the, uh, you know, I'm watching, I'm sitting at, I'm sitting right here where I'm sitting right now. Okay. I've, I'm watching the game and I'm watching the score because it felt like every pass was going to freaking Thielen or that stupid <laughs> bastard Dalvin Cook was running around. Like it just was crazy. Like you're making this huge comeback and on my screen, but it's, you know, the, the Yahoo thing, the score for me said 174.65. That's what it was all night. Okay. <laughs> all night. All night. So, so I saw I, the same thing. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden at the end with that last run, it calculates and you win. And I'm just like, and it shows you winner, winner. And I'm just like, I cannot believe that I've lost this stupid game <laughs> where at one time I was up by 100 points. I'm like, this is such crap. I, this is, this is highway robbery. And I walk downstairs and I'm all mad. And then I start seeing the Slack messages. So then I come back up and I look at it. And I'm like, so I start slacking Justin. I'm like, dude, I think there's a glitch or something with this. I think you actually won this. And like, I was nervous until this morning. Cause I was like, usually the, the updates come through on Thursday. And I was like, man, if I can get through Thursday, oh man. I, so good. I, I've won two games 
with Thursday updates after everything had been finalized <laughs> when they go back and do a recount. I've won lost two games that way. I've lost two games that way. So up yours. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it should have been three. And <laughs> I'm going to let it go after this. It's one game. <laughs> it hurts. I'm going to let it go after this. But Ezekiel Elliott's on the two-yard line, first down on the two-yard line. And the offensive line that they have, the beginning of the game, and they turn around and lob the ball over to Dez three times in a row. It's unbelievable. And the ball off. It's the difference in the game. It's rem- yeah. Reminiscent of a uh, Super Bowl just lost a few years ago by not handing it off. Hawk attack. <laughs> <laughs> is that you, Boston Stranglers? That's like all he's got on Slack. Like, oh, yeah. Remember when this, the Patriots won the Super Bowl? Man, brother. Uh, Tom Brady's so great, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's do a little Bud's Bag. Bud's Bag. All right. So this week in uh, Bud's Bag, I just wanted to uh, – I really, I really wanted to focus on the pain of leaving people on the bench. And so I just went through and I checked, you know, I checked a couple scores and see who was close and who might've, who might've left a few people on the bench that could have won the game for them. And so this week's edition of bud bag is brought to you by people that lost by leaving people on the bench. So there were, there were a few people that left over 20 points on the bench. And if you, if you subtract out, you know, if they played that person, you subtract the person out, you know, they're not going to get all those 20 points. But if you look at if Duck Cowboy, you, I didn't, I didn't want to point this out, but had you just subbed in. Gillisley. 22.5 points in the loss. That would have, that would have got you at least the point one seven five points you would have needed to win. At least. Yeah, and so I wanted I just wanted to start with you so we could just get it out of the way and be done with it because I can see your face and it's it's hurting. It's hurting. Um, but that is not that's not as painful, <laughs> not as painful as my runner up as easy. Oh. Easy easy left almost fifty points mm. on the bench in a losing week. And even if he would have played those guys, he would have won significantly. But, you know, swapping your quarterback out for a 27 points. Um, and then I believe he had a wide receiver that he left sitting for 23. Just, I think these are the things that are going to get in people's heads throughout the season and really start questioning your lineups every single week. I think that's bad. Here's my bench. I have about 67 points sitting on my bench. And if I were to swap that out with players that were, that pl- I played instead, I would have got about 52 of those points. Cam Newton got me 12, whereas Matt Stafford on the bench got me 26. Texans defense got me 2.5 points, where the Eagles defense got me 24 points on the bench. And then brilliant Latavius Murray got me a big goose egg while I had Cooper Cup sitting on the bench for 17 points. Justin. So the last thing that stuck out to me on this fab budget is that end zone looks to have spent $12 on Buck Allen, your boy, Buck Allen. 
which yes, is sir. a good it's a good pickup good pickup i thought so too and then he dropped him today <laughs> uh, okay so what's that give me an example of like a real life example of of What's wrong with end zone? I like, love end zone to death, but we knew that this, that the fab was going to, it was going to make him play differently this year. And this so far, this is, it hasn't changed anything. This is like the gal that can't stop going to garage sales on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> like just going to browse, just going to browse and then buys. <sighs> end zone what is he thinking gosh dang it for a linebacker it's like the home shopping network i, I gotta go i'm i'm leaving fantasy, that's it i can't fantasy players <laughs> i can't do this podcast anymore i'm out see ya i gotta go guys okay i'm back i don't know i don't, I don't know what to do i i don't know what to say about end zone end zone pull it together man come on I'm uh, I'm learning by example here, so this is this is good firsthand knowledge of what not to do. Perfect, got it. Well, it, I do remember, I do remember some situations where Endzone would get somebody on waivers last year, hold them for a day or two, drop them, then put that guy back on waivers so no one could get him right for that week. <laughs> I do remember that happening. I remember which is that why we changed too. the waiver to one day. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that we did. And it was in zone that did that because it happened to me a couple of times, but this is going to be a different year. You can't have 147 acquisitions. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you, you got, you can't invest $12 in a player and drop them the next day. You got to give him one week to try. Like <laughs> now, now look in his defense, he might, he, maybe he flew him in, worked him out. Okay, that's true. I don't know. And it just he's got, he's got his crack staff saw the kids got a bum wheel. So he didn't want to didn't want to invest anything else. It's okay. like it's like the Kyrie Irving trade. It, or it's like they got they got him in, they noticed that the hip wasn't quite right. <laughs> they said, you're okay. you're gonna need to sweeten the deal on this one. Yeah, you're right. It's probably yeah, he's got a crack squad of medical experts down there in Milwaukee. So I'm sure, I'm sure they sorted it all out. It'll be all right. Oh, oh Buck totally. Allen. Totally. Buck Allen. Easy. All right. We That's, might have to name the toilet trophy after this move. I don't know. That's pretty oh, bad. Boy. All right. So, uh, yeah. So that's it. What else for jibber jabber? Is that it? And we, I mean, is that it for the Justin's jibber fabber? I have one last thing to bring up before we close this out, and it was the trade that went down this week. Thoughts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great trade. Could you uh, just refresh everyone for, for the people that have forgotten over the last two days? I think it's going to go through officially here. Just what the, what the uh, parameters of the trade were. You want me to say what it was? Yeah. In, yeah. Enlighten us. Enlighten us. Yeah, so I traded – to Hawk Attack, I gave Hawk Attack Jimmy Graham, John Brown, 2018 second rounder, and what I got back was Greg Olson, Allen Robinson, and an eighth round pick. There it is. There you have it. Thoughts, bud? Uh, 
I don't know a lot, but I've seen Greg Olson on a commercial, and he seems better than these <laughs> two other guys. I didn't. I thought, you know, Jimmy Graham has Jimmy Graham has played so well at uh, in Seattle, but I thought he was on the defense. Right. I think, right. I think I think he and Richard Sherman are are in a competition to see who can catch less balls. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So that's, I mean, I feel like, uh, I feel like this might be a, a down South backdoor trade that we, we, we might need more details about later. Cause this is, seems dirty. seems dirty. D- CJ, you're playing on someone's hearts and dreams there of Hawk attack. Well, but there's a little more depth to the trade. I understand the commercial side of things. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> but there also was a guy that fresh with a freshly torn ACL in the trade that CJ picked up and he gave away a second rounder for it. I, I, I felt like player for player, the trade was okay. I was a little shocked by the second round that was thrown in there. If you look at just kind of swapping the two tight ends and you sent a healthy um, eligible to be in a starting lineup receiver his way. And you took the, guy with a freshly torn ACL that had surgery yesterday to put on your IR slot. Like I still understand the strategy a bit. I just didn't understand the, the, uh, I felt like you, I felt like you gave a lot. So I never questioned you. You you got, you got the trophy behind you that we can all see. Um, but I, I felt like that was a little aggressive. I didn't know if you're drinking and trading. I just want a little insight from you. Well, there, there, there was beers involved. I mean, we sent the pick out, so that's the way that it goes. But here's the thing. So I think that for me, Jimmy Graham and Greg Olson is a pretty much a, a player for player swap in my mind. I, I, I was not impressed with Jimmy Graham. He looks, he looks slower than I'm used to seeing. He, but the, the Seahawks offensive line is so bad that I just, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. So I, and that what on the other side of things, I felt like, Carolina is going to continue to build momentum with or without Cam Newton. That team's just going to get better. And I felt like they were, they were okay. They're going to get some confidence and all that kind of stuff. So that's the, that's the, the, the receivers for um, the John Brown piece of it, it. Carson Palmer looked bad. Like, I, I think he's, he's like kind of like Peyton Manning in his last year. Like, I think that he's, he's out there trying to lead his team, but not maybe, throw to victories like I felt like he, he didn't look he didn't look good at all like I felt like that team doesn't and with with David Johnson gone they're not going to stack that box there's no reason to anymore like that that passing game that that offense is done until David Johnson gets back however so I'm going to drop John Brown at some point so I might as well trade him right so I pick up I don't know who I want. There's no one out there that I want that I need that I need to spend money on. So why not get Allen Robinson, put him on my IR just in case, because you know what? Jordy Nelson's not getting any younger. He's only going to win games for me, maybe one, two, three more years. Right. I mean, you know what it's like, Justin, but anyways, it's like, so I got to start thinking about the future a little bit. How am I supposed to get to my seven Pete? If I don't be thinking about the future during the season. Uh, Okay. Is that too much explanation? That's uh, that was about seven minutes more than I needed, but it was a good explanation. So, hey, great podcast, guys! It's awesome. 
Um, you know, go Badonka Bronx, go Duck Cowboy, go Hip Hop Apotomous, right? See you guys battle, next time. Battle of Willamette.